You've heard it said that every cloud has a silver lining. And it's true. Hard times in our lives can produce good results. You just have to dig through the fog to find them. The lessons that you learn from your hardships are never fun, but they're valuable. Over the next few weeks, I'd like us all to think about those hard-earned lessons. Maybe we can come out on the other side better than we were when it all started. This is something to think about. You may remember my crazy Uncle Roy. I introduced him in a recent podcast on humor. If you haven't met him yet, you may want to circle back and listen to that episode. My crazy Uncle Roy is well worth meeting. Anyway, I was thinking of my uncle again the other day. I remembered another story about the same woodpile outside of his hunting cabin in Daphne, Alabama, a cabin in the woods that eventually became his permanent home. It all happened late one fall evening, well after dark on a moonless night, a perfect setup for one of his many brilliant ideas. He would tell his oldest daughter to grab her jacket and go out to the woodpile to get an armload of split logs to feed the fire. He'd be walking into the bedroom when he said this, ostensibly to grab a sweater or something. Once in the bedroom, he'd climb out the window, run as fast as he could to get behind the woodpile before his daughter arrived, and have the perfect opportunity in the darkness to scare the living daylights out of her. By the way, just in case you're wondering, my uncle's children did turn out just fine, and they're living happy and healthy lives today, telling stories about their dad, whom they love. Anyway, having conceived this idea, a few minutes later, he set the plan in motion. As he walked into the bedroom and his daughter went to grab her coat, as instructed, he scurried out the window and took off at top speed for the woodpile. But he forgot one small detail. Halfway between his bedroom window and the woodpile was a huge magnolia tree, at least eight feet in circumference, standing there in all its glory, but shrouded in near-total darkness. As he ran full tilt for the woodpile, he plowed smack into the magnolia tree at top speed. It literally knocked him senseless. When he came to, he tried to saunter into the house as if nothing had happened, but little did he realize in his half-stupor that chunks of magnolia bark were firmly embedded in his face. He was found out red-handed, and bark-faced. Here's the lesson that came to my mind. None of us is perfect. We all do stupid things. The word stupid literally means to be stunned, to be senseless, dull, or foolish. In many languages, the idea of stupidity is expressed by putting a negative prefix on the word for wise. In other words, to be stupid is to be unwise. I'm guessing that in your life, like in mine, you've done any number of unwise things. Some of them are just dumb, but others of them are truly foolish. They're hurtful, contrary to common sense or official policy, 
maybe even illegal and immoral. Trust me, you're not alone. All of us, multiple times in our lives, end up with magnolia bark firmly embedded in our faces. We're human. We do dumb things. We all fall short. Misconduct is neither unknown nor uncommon in every one of our experiences. And we all know that ultimately, we're not happy when we do stupid things. Neither are we healthy. We often end up embarrassed, sometimes even ashamed, possibly even reprimanded and or penalized. Somehow, even when we know that we're misbehaving and we know that our conduct is not going to turn out well, we still find ourselves doing it. It doesn't make sense. Who in their right mind would purposefully run into a magnolia tree at full speed? But there we are. Again. Unfortunately, it's in all of our natures to fall into this trap. We need to understand this about ourselves, and in turn, we need to understand this of others. And we need to be understanding when they do stupid things. It's just in our nature. So what do we do about it? I think that there are things that we can do. First, be humble. Be prepared to own up to your stupidity, your own misconduct. It does absolutely no one any good to hide, to blame shift, or to run. There are all kinds of reasons why those are bad ideas, and maybe we can chase that rabbit someday. Second, repent. By that I mean not only to admit your culpability, but to make it right with everyone that you've affected and to determine never again to exhibit the same behavior. There's another topic for us because not repeating our same failures over and over again often takes all kinds of hard work. And we can talk about that. Finally, move forward. Sure, you have bark on your face. Sure, a lot of people know it. And it's not pretty. But eventually the scars will heal if you move forward with humility, with purpose, and without excuse. You know what? As I understand it, even God makes allowances for stupid behavior. Contrary to popular opinion, God doesn't imagine that we're going to be perfect. Though, of course, he'd be delighted if we could be perfect. But just like us, if we're honest, he knows better than anyone that we'll goof up, that we'll be stupid, that we'll do wrong. We can't possibly always live up to right standards. And there's no way that we can ever be good enough in ourselves to become perfectly acceptable. So God himself makes allowances for stupid people. He himself makes a way for us to be acceptable, to find forgiveness, to move forward rather than backward. He can pull the bark off our faces and he can clean us up when we can't do it ourselves. But we have to let him do it. So, when is the last time your brilliant behavior left you with bark on your face? What did you do about it? 
it's something to think about. If there's any way that I can help along the way, please give me a call or shoot me an email. I'd love to talk to you. Take care and thanks for all that you do.